0: Welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the word of God. Praise God. Well, um, it's my joy this morning to also have Ryan in the house. Sorry, I didn't welcome you earlier. <laughs> but uh, it's lovely to have um, my husband with me today. And um, I know that just open your heart. You're taking notes. I encourage you all to take notes each week. Just receive from Brian, receive from him. He does stand in the office of a prophet, and he also is an awesome teacher. And um, I know that God has put in his heart a word for us today. Hallelujah. Let's welcome him, church. Praise God. If we all went home right now, we'd be blessed, wouldn't we? I would have come just for what's already happened. <laughs> awesome. Well done, worship team. A fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Praise God. You have a wonderful church here. God is moving. Amen. You've just provoked kingdom harvest, I tell you. <laughs> You're so, so wonderful this morning. Praise God. Well, Father, we do thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your word, your bread, your bread, not the bread of man, your bread. Lord God, your word to us today, God, we just draw upon your Holy Spirit, God, that you speak to our hearts, you, Lord God, so into our lives, Lord God, so that we are stronger, we are more like you, Lord God, we are more able to release our faith and trust in you every day and walk out what you have called us to do, Lord God, walk it out, Lord, with joy and with strength, Lord God, and with all ability in Christ Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. So, um, how many of you know everything in the Word, everything in the Word, the Bible says, is written for our learning? Amen? It's written for our learning, our edification, our exhortation to build us up. You know, it's Old Testament, it's New Testament. Everything is there to give you the heart of God, the passion of God, you know, for you, for your life, amen, for each one of us. And I just felt to... Go to, like, Judges chapter 3 and uh, just list a number of different people in in the book of Judges. Uh, In the book of Judges, there it was a time where they had just come through tremendous victory. Tremendous victory, tremendous warfare. You know, as you know, they had come out of Egypt. Uh, They they were led by Moses through the wilderness. um, And because of rebellion, they spent 40 years there. But uh, Moses passed the baton, the leadership baton, on to Joshua. And uh, they crossed over the River Jordan. And Joshua began to lead them in the victory that God had always intended for them. And, you know, the Lord had promised them, this is your land. This is the promised land. You know, all of this is yours. And it was a great swathe uh, of property. And he said, uh, the Lord said, no man shall be able to stand before you. No one, no king, no army, no city, and Joshua just led them in this tremendous victory, and they slew. The Bible says Joshua and uh, the children of Israel slew slew thirty-one kings, thirty-one kings in taking that land, and uh, the Lord had had given them that land, and so this at this time Joshua has passed away, and. Uh, Others And so Israel is dwelling in the land, and they start to get complacent. They start to get complacent. It says the Lord left uh, a few um, tribes of the enemy, and and, uh, a few of them there just to prove Israel, you know, just to to see what um, would happen, whether they would follow the Lord or not. And it says in Judges chapter 3, that the children of Israel began to backslide. They began to enter into sin. They started mixing with some of these tribes that they hadn't yet cleansed the land of. Okay, They started mixing with them. They started giving their sons and daughters to them in marriage and vice versa. They received them into uh, their families and they, they began to idol worship and things like that. And they went into bondage. They, after all the victory, after all the glory... You know, in Egypt and uh, everything that they had experienced, the tremendous move of God all up to that time. But they began to forget the Lord. So in verse 5, it says, the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, and they took their daughters to, their, to be their wives, and gave their daughters to their sons and served their gods. <laughs> Not to do that. Uh, The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot the Lord their God, and served Balaam and the groves. Therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of the uh, (laughs) king of Mesopotamia, and the children of Israel served him eight years. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel, who delivered them, even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, and Caleb's, who, it was Caleb's younger brother, okay? Othniel was Caleb's younger brother. How many of you uh, remember Joshua and Caleb, okay? Just tremendous faith heroes in the scripture. And it says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Othniel and he judged Israel and went out to war and the Lord delivered I should have practiced that before this morning. <laughs> King of Mesopotamia, into his hand and into the hands uh, and, and into his... Okay, they prevailed against him, right? And the land had rest for 40 years. But I, I, wanna, I want you to see something here. You know, when you look at the book of Judges, you see Israel kind of going through this pendulum swing, you know, where they start getting complacent, uh, they start serving other gods. They start leaving and departing from the Lord. And then they cry out to the Lord. God raises up a deliverer. And each time he raises up a deliverer, it says here, the spirit of the Lord comes upon them. The spirit of the Lord. And that's that's what I want to highlight here uh, to start with. Othniel was somebody. He was Caleb's younger brother. He, he was from a family, a heritage, a line of faith. Amen. He had faith in God. Joshua and Caleb, the Bible says, had a different spirit, you know. And um, so he is from a faith line. And it says the spirit of God came upon him and he judged Israel and went out to war and was successful, you know, and delivered Israel. Hallelujah. They had rest for 40 years. The next place you see where Israel gets in place in his judges, chapter six. And that's Gideon. How many of you know the story of Gideon? It says, the children of Israel, in uh, verse 1 and 2, again did evil in the sight of the Lord. The Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. The hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because the Midianites, of the Midianites, the children of Israel were greatly impoverished. They dwelt in dens, mountains, caves, and strongholds. Um, And then in verse 33, though, it says, uh, then all the Midianites and Malachites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Say that with me. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Hallelujah. And he blew a trumpet, and Ebeazar was gathered after him, and he sent messengers throughout Manasseh, who was also gathered after him. He sent messengers unto Asher, and to Zebulun, and Naphtali. They came up to meet them. And we, we know what the Lord did. You know, The Lord actually pared down those who were with Gideon. From like 33,000, you know, all the way down to like 300. The Lord kept saying, too many, too many, too many. <laughs> and uh, they got down to 300. And uh, uh, right after that, v- v- verse 19, it says, uh, So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came un- came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch, and they had but newly set the watch and they blew the trumpets and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And verse 20 says, uh, and the three companies blew the trumpets, break the pitchers, held the lamps in their hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. They cried and uh, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place around about the camp and all the host ran and cried and fled. And God delivered uh, Israel again. You know, at that time it says every man's sword was turned uh, against every Other man in the the camp of the enemy there, in the camp of Midian, and the Lord delivered Israel. Praise God. And so again, it was because the Spirit of the Lord came on someone. Judges chapter 11, Judges chapter 11, then it talks about Jephthah. This is another time. Okay, again, these swings, these pendulums. Uh, Judges 11, verse 28, it says, Howbeit the king of the children of Ammon hearkened not unto the words of Jephthah, which he sent. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. Say, the Spirit of the Lord <laughs> came upon Jephthah. And he passed over Gideon and Manasseh, passed over Mizpah and Gilead, and Mizpah and Gilead he passed over unto the children of Ammon. And the Lord delivered, the Lord delivered the children of Israel once again through Jephthah. God. Judges chapter 14, verse 6, and look at this. It says, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Samson. Okay, actually, uh, sorry, if we start in Judges 13, verse uh, 24, it says, And then a woman bare a son called his name Samson, and he grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtail." And then uh, Judges 14, 6, it says, The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And this is when he faced off with a lion. (laughs) How many of you don't mind facing off with a lion? Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. And he had nothing in his hand, but he told not his father or mother what he had done. And again, when he was faced off uh, with the Philistines, It says in verse 19 of Judges 14, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men. Okay, took their spoil, gave changes of garments unto them. This is because uh, he had challenged the Philistines about the riddle, you know, about the the lion and the sweet and the honey and all this. And uh, so they had answered the the riddle because Delilah had told them. And uh, he got angry and he went and slew 30 of them. The Spirit of the Lord came on him. And he got their changes arraignment, which he had promised to those who could interpret the riddle. Um, but uh, lastly here, Judges 15, it says in verse 13, again, God had called Samson to deliver the children of Israel, who again were at that time oppressed you know, by the Philistines. And Judges 15, it says, they spake in him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast. Now, this is, the Philistines had come up for uh, Samson again. Samson had been causing trouble. You know, he had uh, got, I think it was, what, 300 foxes, and he had tied their tails together, and he had put torches on their tails and, and caused the foxes to run all through the cornfields of the Philistines, and all their crops were burned up. <laughs> So they came looking for him, and the Israelites came up looking for Samson as well, because the, the Philistines had come to, to them and said, deliver us, Samson. So uh, Samson said, look, I'll go with you, you Israelites, I'll go with you, if, if you don't uh, you know, fall upon me yourselves, if you don't try to harm me yourselves. And so uh, they delivered him to the, the Philistines. So verse 13 And, you know, they promised we won't hurt you, but we will bind you fast and deliver you into their hand. uh, But surely we will not kill you. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Say the spirit of the Lord (laughs) came mightily upon him. Amen. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burned with fire, and his bands loosed from off his hands. That means it just the cords were nothing. He just threw them off. And it says, he found a new jawbone of an ass, put forth his hand, took it, and slew a thousand men with it. Slew a thousand men of the Philistines. <laughs> Phenomenal. I mean, do you, do you see a pattern here? <laughs> You know, the, the same spirit that delivered Israel in the wilderness, the same spirit that, that empowered uh, Israel when, when they went and they were confronted by their enemies through the promised land, you know, when they were under the command of Joshua, that same spirit that delivered them and gave them all those victories Right through the promised land is now coming on each deliverer, everyone, you know, each deliverer, every time they called out to God, every time they got in trouble, every time there was difficulty when they got their heart right with God. That's powerful, isn't it? That is absolutely powerful. You know, and the scripture says that not one promise of God uh, failed them. Everything that God promised them, everything, you know, that he ever promised them came to pass as long as long as they were walking with God, and we see this, the Spirit of the Lord coming upon them, the Spirit of the Lord coming upon them, you know, one more personality here, David, in Psalm 18, you know, David, how many of you know the Spirit of the Lord came on David, hallelujah, you know, when, uh, he, there's, there's just such a history with David, you know, firstly, we see him rising, you know, when, uh, You know, Goliath was taunting the children of Israel when they were all faced off. The two armies of Israel and the armies of the Philistines uh, faced off. Goliath came out taunting, you know, and we see David, praise God, rising up and and saying, you know what? Don't worry about it. The spirit of the Lord came on David. He killed the lion. He killed the bear. The same spirit of God. Amen. And he took out Goliath, didn't he? (laughs) He took out Goliath and he raised up mighty men around him that that ran in that same spirit. Amen? The same spirit, praise God, that that delivered Israel. You know, all those years, God raised up mighty men around David who could take on giants. You know, they could take on armies. They could take on uh, lions. You know, just anything. Praise God, anything. And David said in Psalm 18, he said this. This was from the heart of David. He says in Psalm 18, verse 27, For you will save the humble people. You will bring down haughty looks. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I have run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For God, who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? If God it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to war so that my my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You have enlarged my steps under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back until they were destroyed. That was David. David wasn't just a guy that would take on individuals. He would take on armies. (laughs) He said in a few places, bring on the nations. David would take on nations, nations, because he knew the Lord, because he had communion with his God, because he moved with the spirit of God. You know, he kept himself humble. He kept himself in that place. Hallelujah. Why would you think? Why would you think you're any different today? Why would you think? That you're any different. Why would you think that God wouldn't come through for you? Why would you think that the Spirit of God would not rise upon you in the middle of any trouble, in the middle of any trial, in the middle of any difficulty, in the middle of any pressure? This is our God. Amen? This is our God. It is so wonderful, so wonderful. You know, I teach my kids uh, that they have superpowers. Superpowers. Two of them are a bit older now. I'm still working with Daniel. (laughs) They have superpowers. Amen? Superpowers. Prayer. How many of you believe prayer is a superpower? Hallelujah. You go to God, God says, ask what you will, I'll do it for you. Well, that's a superpower. (laughs) Ask anything in my name and I'll do it. You know, command anything in my name, I'll do it. Where two or three of you gather together in my name and ask anything, I'll do it for you. Hallelujah. You know, he says in so many different places, praise God. You know, you have not called me. I've called you. I've chosen you. You should go forth and bring forth fruit. And whatsoever you ask in my name, I'll do it for you. Man, it's awesome. It's awesome. That's one of the biggest superpowers that that we've got. Hallelujah. You know, what about supernatural wisdom? Any man lack wisdom, ask of God and I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'm liberal. I upbraid not. I'll, I'll, I won't withhold it. I'll give it to you. Hallelujah. Ask in faith. Nothing doubting. You know God's saying receive. Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. So wisdom at any moment, at any time, we can have the wisdom, supernatural wisdom of God to deal with the affairs of life. It's a supernatural superpower. Say it's a Superpower. To have the mind of Christ. Amen. To the Holy Spirit. Have Him lead you, guide you into all truth. The Bible says He'll show you the future. It's a superpower. Hallelujah. Vision into the future. He'll show you things to come. John chapter 16. Praise God. He'll lead you. He'll guide you into all truth. He'll show you things to come. John 16, 13. Glory to God. That's a superpower. He'll give you strength. He'll give you might. Hallelujah. If you need to run through a troop or leap over a wall, he'll do it for you. He'll enable you. He'll empower you. David's mighty man could run right through the middle of an army. They could go to the well at Bethlehem, get a drink of water, bring it back to David, right through the army again. (laughs) Nothing can stop these guys. Nothing. Praise God. And uh, gifts of the spirit, are they superpowers? Oh, my goodness. Gift of faith. Gifts of healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, revelations, prophecy, interpretation of tongues. Those are superpowers. In in one place, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 6, it talks about those who have tasted of the powers of the world to come. Those are the powers of the world to come. We get to walk in it right here. Hallelujah. Supernatural powers. Hallelujah. You know, and. In uh, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, it says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. I heard someone preach the other day. They said, have you ever seen a lion looking over his shoulder? You ever seen a lion concerned, apprehensive about who it was in company with? (laughs) You know, was, was it apprehensive or fearful because of the environment? No. When a lion comes up and a lion walks up, say, say a lion visits the waterhole. Everything scatters. <laughs> everything is afraid of the lion, aren't they? I tell you, if there's a, a herd of deer or antelope or gazelles or whatever, if they know the lions are about, man, they are wary. They're on edge, okay? They're the ones that are on edge, not the lions. <laughs> not the lions. Are you as bold as a lion today? Glory to God. You know, the scripture says in the book of Acts, the spirit of God came on them and they were all filled with boldness. They spoke the word of God boldly. Hallelujah, boldly. God did signs, wonders, miracles, boldness. Does that sound like the spirit of God coming on the church? What did Jesus say in Acts 1-8? You shall receive power. You shall receive power, miraculous power. The word is dunamis, miraculous power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Miraculous power for any situation. Why would it be any less in the New Testament than the Old Testament? Why? Well, it's not. (laughs) It's more. It's more. John, more. Glory to God. Jesus, you know, when, when he was talking about John the Baptist... And they asked him about John the Baptist. John eleven ten. 10, he says, For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Out of all the history that had gone before Israel, not one had risen greater than John the Baptist. But he said, He, he said, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. He who is least. We have a better covenant, don't we? Based on better promises. You have more rights. You have more privileges. You have more promises. You have more revelation of God. You have more knowledge, more experience in this time than than Israel did at that time. You've got more. More. A more excellent covenant precious, precious Bible promises, precious Bible promises, precious words from God that God will be just as strong and faithful and fulfilling as anything that Israel ever experienced, that he ever experienced, they ever experienced, oh my goodness, You know, and Jesus went on to say, just giving a hint of what was to come. I believe it. The next verse, he's giving a hint at what what was to come. He said, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? It's Jesus was saying the door is being thrown open right now to to anyone who wants to receive, to anyone who, Who wants to take it? To anyone who wants to enter, you want to enter the kingdom of God. You want to take the kingdom of God. Um, The amplified says there. He says, "From the days, it says, from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought." with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Meaning, you know, that precious prize of the kingdom, that precious prize of the rule and reign of God in our lives, the rule and reign of God in our households, our families, our environments. Praise God. Uh, The precious move of God, hallelujah, in our cities and nation. That is being grasped. It is being grasped and laid hold on by people who won't take no for an answer people who force their way into it and say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. The kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God. You know, this is exactly what the Bible's talking about when it says, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, on earth, right now as it is in heaven, bringing the kingdom of God into your environments. The rule and reign of God into your environments. What did the Lord say when he created man? It says the Lord blessed him, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. The Lord blessed him and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion, have dominion, rule, reign. <laughs> Romans five seventeen. those who have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness in Christ Jesus shall reign in life. You'll reign in life. You'll reign, hallelujah. Amen. What are you reigning for? Carry out the will of God. (laughs) Amen. Carry out the will of God. Bring his will into the earth. Do the will of God. Do the will of God. I tell you, I love hanging around people that just say, I don't take no for an answer. (laughs) I do the will of God. I do it. Whatever he wants, we're going to do. Whatever vision, whatever dream, what's your calling, whatever God has told you to do, whatever instruction... You know, and God is always showing you greater things. He's always lifting your vision. He's always sowing mightier, more wonderful things in your life and saying, believe me, trust me, let's go. I'll empower you. I'll do it. (laughs) Just trust me. Let's go. We're laborers together with him, aren't we? With him. With him. Hallelujah. It's absolutely wonderful. You know, um, my brother read me... uh, the Phillips translation of Third John, sorry, First John three, one and two. The Phillips translation, and it just brings out the Greek in such a wonderful way. Uh, Phillips was an expert in Greek translation, and uh, it says this: "It says, consider the incredible love. First John three, consider the incredible love the Father has shown us in allowing us to be called children of God." And that is not just what we are called, but what we are. Our heredity on the Godward side is no mere figure of speech, which explains why the world will no longer recognize us than it recognized Christ. Oh, dear children of mine, forgive the affection of an old man. Have you realized it? Here and now, we are the children of God. We don't know what we shall become in the future. We only know that if reality were to break through, we should reflect his likeness, for we should see him as he really is. And we know the King James there says that when we see him, we shall be like him. In other words, if reality were to break through right now, you would bear the likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ because you would see him as he is. He, he is with you. He is in you. You are, in reality, the children of God. Amen. Are you living up to who you are? Are you living up to having God as your father? Are you living up to that? Are we living up to that? Do you know the Lord is with you every day? He holds your life in his hand. He holds your life in his hand. He walks with you. He has promised you a long life. You want it? Take it. (laughs) take it, seize it seize it take it by force, it's yours why why can people take it by force, it's because God's already given it It's, it's already given we are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ the scripture says that we have inherited all things in him it says that all things are given to us in him. It says in, in Romans 8, I think it's 29 to, to 32 there, it, it says, If God didn't withhold his only begotten Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not freely, with him, freely give us all things? If he didn't withhold Jesus, is he going to withhold anything else? Come on. No way. You know, and it says, All the promises of God in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. Isn't that right? It's all given to you. It's all given. So you can come boldly before the throne of grace. You can enter God's presence and say, here's what I need. He's going, great, let's do it. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Take it. Praise God. Just finances, ability, you know, uh, mental capacity. I mean, you know, God will just help you with everything. Hallelujah. He'll help you in learning and skills. You know, he'll help you in your careers and your jobs. He'll help you, you know, in fulfilling whatever God's told you to do. He'll, he'll just lift you up. You know, he'll open doors. Praise God. He'll make the way. There's nothing impossible with God, is there? Nothing. So are you living up? Are you living up to what he's called you to do? Hallelujah. Um, I didn't know if I was going to tell this, so some, I guess I will the Lord leads prophets to do strange things sometimes. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, there were prophets in the old Testament. They laid on their side for months, you know, or married harlots or, you know, were in the belly of a fish for three days or whatever. (laughs) They went through strange times, you know, different times. And sometimes God does things as, um, an earthly sign or an earthly wonder for a heavenly reality, you know, a heavenly reality. And, uh, I know this, this is unusual, but um, I just felt one day, I just knew that I had to be in corn market. I knew that I had to be in corn market. And I felt, be there one o'clock. <laughs> one o'clock. I was working on the, uh, the decking in our back garden, but I felt, no, nope, you drop everything, you be in corn market at one o'clock. And this thought had crossed my mind once before, because I had seen everybody like just so fearful you know, fearful of corona and everybody's walking around fearful, you know. I think at one point I looked at statistics, you know, it's like one in every 5,000 people might have coronavirus, but everyone's acting like the person next to them has it. You know, everybody's acting, you know. and uh, But I thought, what if, what if, and I just had this thought, I said, what if somebody just dragged their tongue like all the way across Corn Market Square or something, you know, and just to let people know they didn't have to be afraid. <laughs> and then I thought, really, <laughs> really, God, you want me to do something like that? <laughs> you want me to do something like that? Okay, Whew. had to make sure this was God, you know. <laughs> I felt moved by the Spirit of God, and I went up to corn market, and I stood there on the side, like just just observing just a bystander <laughs> i thought god this is really i felt yeah so i got down on my knees hands and knees and i went three you know like a pace and i touched the ground with my tongue i went another pace another step with my hands and, on my hands and knees touched the ground with my tongue I went another pace, touched the ground with my tongue. <laughs> you can imagine at this point, people are starting to wonder, what in the world is he doing? I think the mobile phones were out. you know, <laughs> people were filming. <laughs> keep going, keep going, another step, touch the ground with my tongue, another step, touch the ground with my tongue i started I, I was starting to get halfway across. I was nearing the little. Uh, sculpture in the middle, and there was a guy sitting there. He goes, I wouldn't do that. That's not very clean. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just kept going, touched the ground with my tongue. Just another step, touched the ground with my tongue. Another, touched the ground with my tongue. Another pace, Past the sculpture. Another pace, got about three-quarters of the way across, and I felt God saying, okay, that's enough. I had eyes on me. How many of you think all the eyes on me were on me in market? <laughs> I stood up. I felt the presence of God come on me absolutely mightily. And I just paused and I looked at everyone. I said, now, why? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why? They're all listening. And I said, it's because there's a God in heaven who wants you to know you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in fear. You you don't have to be afraid of coronavirus. You can trust in him. You can walk with him. He has wonderful, wonderful precious promises for you. He said he'll lift you up in his hand. He will bear your life in his hand. He will promise you long life. You can trust in him. You can live life without fear. You can believe in the Lord. Hallelujah. You can have him as your savior. You can call on him today. He'll answer you. And I felt to preach a bit longer. And then I stopped and I just went around to people individually. The first guy I went to was the guy that uh, said, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) That's not very clean. I found out he was a microbiologist. (laughs) (laughs) probably speaking from experience then, right? (laughs) Somebody said, did it taste good? No. Okay, so, (laughs) and uh, talk to him about the Lord. Somebody said, those girls over there were laughing at you. There was five schoolgirls. Went over there. Talked to them about the Lord. I said, would you like to receive Jesus as your Savior today? They said, yes. We would prayed with all five of them to receive Jesus, Amen. No snickering, no worrying about what was going on around them. They prayed the prayer out loud with me. I tell you, something was broken in the spirit round. The spirit of God was there. Those five girls gave their heart to Jesus. I went to the two guys next to them. I was talking to them. <laughs> I said, "Did you see what I did?" They said, "Yes, yes, we did." And they were talking amongst themselves. He says, one said to the other, he says, we didn't know what had caused you to do that. You know, why were you doing there? That poor man, you know, what's, what's he doing? Why? And then he says, I saw your wedding ring. And he said, I thought, maybe his wife's driven him to that. <laughs> maybe, maybe his wife's driven him to that. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it was so funny. And I prayed uh, with them to receive Jesus. They received Jesus. Amen. A girl on the other side of them. Did you see what happened? Did you hear? Did you know what I was doing? What I'm talking about? She said, Yeah. I said, You want to receive Jesus? She said, Yeah. Eight people received Jesus. Just in 30 minutes, say, Eight people received Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Guys, we can do anything in Christ Jesus. God's unusual sometimes, but if you follow him, he'll see you through. (laughs) You never know what's on the other side until you obey. You never know what's on the other side. That's why you can never be moved by fear, doubt, unbelief. You can never be moved by it because you never know what's on the other side. God will always put you over. He'll always bring you higher. He'll always bring you to someplace new. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I believe my time here is finished today, but I want to tell you, the Lord is with you. You can never, ever, ever, ever doubt him. Amen. Never, ever, ever, ever doubt him. Praise God. You can walk through this life with joy, with peace. I don't care what's going on around you. It doesn't matter. David said a thousand fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. He said, I'll just behold it, but it's not going to come near me. Hallelujah. You never, ever need to doubt him. Praise God. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord? <laughs> you love the Lord. How many of you just, you just want to serve him? You just want to yield. You just, you just want to surrender. You just want to go to a new place today. Amen? A new place. A higher place. Just gently in the background. Hallelujah. A higher place. A higher place. A higher place. How many of you want to go further? You want to go higher. You want to walk free. You want to experience all the freedom, all the liberty that you can in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that God has a big work for us in this time? You know, in the midst of the darkness that this world is walking through, do you think Him? It's laborers? Do you need, you think he needs people, you know, that will yield and will surrender to him? Hallelujah. That will be the light that other people need, that will shine Jesus to a lost generation. Praise God. You can be that light today. You can be that light every single where you go. I know some of you are already, you know, involved in that. Praise God. You don't have to lick corn markets. It's okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> God will use you in the way that he wants to use you, praise God, to bring people to Jesus. Amen. To bring people to Jesus. Just lift your hands if you want to be completely, totally surrendered. I believe God is going to do things in this time. Do things in this time we've never seen, we've never heard of, we've never experienced before. You know, God told, uh, Joshua and the children of Israel sanctify yourselves for you have not passed this way before and the Lord is going to do signs and wonders and miracles amen signs wonders and miracles you haven't gone this way before sanctify yourselves set yourselves apart let the holy spirit fill you be totally dedicated totally immersed to whatever He wants to do in your life. Whatever He wants to do in your life, it's a surrender. It's a surrender. It's a yielding. It's every day. There's no breaks. There's no times out. It's just yielding. Every day. Experiencing His beautiful presence. His beautiful presence. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say this prayer after me. I read this. It's it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's what we were given at the Global Church Network. Say this after me. Me. Say God. This new day I freshly commit myself. You have invited me to play. As you are building your church in this world. I am awestruck. Again today, that you include me in this grand life giving plan, this world transforming plan, and endeavor to change the world. So today, I fully offer you my love, my heart, my talents my energies, my creativity, my faithfulness, my resources, my gratitude. I commit all of myself to the role that you have assigned me in the building of your church so that it may thrive in this world. And I will bring it today I will bring my best. You deserve it. Your church deserves it. It's the hope of the world. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you you hear our hearts cry. Thank you you hear, Lord, what we are speaking to you with our hearts. Even things which words can't express, God. We just thank you for filling Refreshing, overloading us with your presence of fresh God. The fresh outpouring, the fresh outpouring of your spirit God. Just breathe, just breathe in. God's refreshing. God's refreshing. God's refreshing. Hallelujah. His strength. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangorcommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.